Diana, and I love printing and design, typography and branding, books and publishing. I've traveled the world learning about trends to share with my students and with my readers. But I haven't forgotten where I started, writing papers about paper on paper. And now, I've created a podcast to share what I know with you. So, let's talk paper scissors. A regular weekday morning in my new workspace looks a little different now than it did pre-pandemic. I have a laptop, notebook, and phone, as I've always had, but I've added a rambunctious dog, uh, sticks her head in the toilet on a regular basis, curious two-year-old, and an often understimulated and craving interaction with kids her own age, four-year-old in great part due to my husband taking care of any and all household tasks before he leaves to teach his students in person, my sister-in-law FaceTime sitting from the UK, and the fifth member of our family, Netflix. I'm able to get about two hours of work done before chaos ensues. The rest of my daily professional work gets done in small sips throughout the day, and then in a more focused state after the kids go to sleep. Now, I don't say this for you to feel any sense of pity for me. We're in a very fortunate situation in which I'm able to work from home and I have the choice to keep my kids with me. But I say this to set the stage for anyone who is on a video call with me during the workday. The way many of us interact and communicate has changed virtually overnight. We know that. We now use tools like Google Meet and Zoom to communicate on a daily basis with colleagues and clients, friends and family, students and teachers. The debate around whether or not all participants should keep their cameras on during these interactions is, in my experience, a hotly debated topic. When first using video conferencing software for professional purposes, I was in adamant agreement that all participants should keep their cameras on. I had a quiet, nicely lit space in my home, so why wouldn't everyone else on the call have the same situation? Hindsight is 2020. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and I now have a much different understanding of the how, what, when, where, and why students may choose to keep their cameras on or choose to turn their cameras off. My stance on the mandatory cameras on debate has taken a complete 180 degree turn. After having taught eight university level courses in the past year, as well as having had candid conversations with colleagues and having read and heard a diverse range of viewpoints about the cameras on debate, I've changed my opinion. I'll start by saying that I know it makes many instructors happy to see the faces and reactions of students, which is great and completely understandable. But through my experience, I have found that it's not necessarily a measure of engagement or active participation in a meeting. Environmental factors paired with emotional and mental health realities, as well as differences in the way people learn, have converted me to a camera optional advocate through and through. Simply, cameras don't equal connection. 
I don't have all the answers, and I'm continuously learning, so this is in no way an attack on anyone who has used cameras in the past, myself included. But I encourage you to keep an open mind and an open heart if you feel strongly about participants keeping their cameras on during virtual synchronous sessions. In the next couple of minutes, I will provide you with three reasons why you may wish for your next meeting to be cameras optional or even encourage a cameras off meeting. I don't think there's a right or a wrong choice, so much as there is a less informed and more informed choice. The three reasons are as follows. Reason number one, keeping cameras off levels the playing field. Reason number two, keeping cameras off removes distractions for all. Reason number three, Keeping cameras off encourages participants to tap into their own unique learning styles. Let's dive into each of these three reasons in a little more detail. Reason number one, keeping cameras off levels the playing field. You're attending a party with 200 people. You don't know most of these people, their personalities or their intentions. The party's in 30 minutes and it's at your house. Ooh, this would be stressful for anyone, and it's not unlike what students may feel attending a classroom where they're asked to keep their cameras on. When in a physical classroom, we're all on more neutral ground. It's a space that doesn't necessarily belong to anyone in the room. In a virtual classroom, we're entering into students' personal spaces. We know that all students do not have the same quiet space in their home or a safe space at home or even a home at all. Asking students to keep their cameras on can be very vulnerable and it undermines the feelings of psychological safety in the classroom. Proactively asking students to keep their cameras off is respecting each student's unique circumstances and removing unnecessary anxiety about inviting you into their space. This idea becomes that much more important if you're recording classes to allow students to have access to them later. I have not found an easy way in Zoom, for example, to record a meeting without showing students' faces while at the same time being able to see these students' faces during the live class. Therefore, asking students to keep their cameras off is an act of respecting students' privacy. It also helps create a more equitable environment for students who are simply having a bad day. Some have bad days more often than others. But the great thing about virtual classrooms is that these students can choose to show up even if they're not able to physically attend if it was in-person learning. Furthermore, some students and instructors have a lack of bandwidth or internet connectivity issues that can be avoided if the number of video streaming on screen are kept to a minimum. Asking students to keep their cameras off can be as much about technological accessibility and inclusion as any other type of inclusion. Reason number two. Keeping cameras off removes distractions for all. I think that participants keeping their cameras on in a small group setting, or if everyone is able and willing to turn their cameras on, can be a powerful way to connect with classmates. There's no doubt in my mind. 
But even in these small group settings, it can make for a very distracting experience. Students not appearing actively engaged, checking their phones, someone's dog makes an appearance, the realization that two students in the class are looking down at their phones and giggling at the same time. Are they sharing a meme about your style of teaching, commiserating in a gifable moment, or maybe it has nothing at all to do with me? It's like passing notes in class, literally right there under my nose. As an instructor, it's really challenging to actively engage pages and pages of students' video screens because video conferencing software only allows the viewing of so many screens at a time. It can be easy to miss individuals physically raising their hands or hoping to engage in meaningful ways when there are so many screens needing viewing all at once. It can be downright distracting. Sometimes, the argument for asking students to keep their cameras on is that we can all see one another in an in-person classroom setting. So why shouldn't we be able to see everyone in a virtual setting too? However, students are rarely asked to look at one another in class. They're usually facing forward, focused on the instructor. Asking everyone to keep their cameras on during a virtual class is a similar setup to having a single student in the lecture hall facing the front of the room focused on the instructor with all of their classmates up there at the front with the instructor as well, looking right back at them. Reason number three. Keeping cameras off encourages participants to tap into their own unique learning styles. This is the most exciting of the three reasons. Relying on participants keeping their cameras on as the primary method of engagement, trying to mimic sitting in a physical classroom, misses the opportunity for different ways of engaging virtually. For example, for visual learners, the presenter's camera on and being expressive with body language and facial expressions helps with effective communication. Additionally, highly visual slides and other interactive visuals, as well as the use of the chat feature, polls feature, and collaborative Google Docs, for example, as well as sharing software like Kahoot or Menti or others, I found all of these to be effective ways to engage visual learners in virtual classrooms. Furthermore, auditory learners will benefit from expression and enthusiasm in the presenter's voice, as well as other participants' voices when appropriate. Even music and or sound effects incorporated into presentations can enhance engagement for auditory learners. For kinesthetic learners or anyone who has a hard time sitting still, moving and listening may be a more effective way to connect with and solidify content. Now, call me strange, but interpretive dance was a regularly used tool in my undergraduate test prep toolkit. If cameras are expected to be on during a synchronous session, an instructor may take students on-the-go walking classroom, as it were, as a sign of disrespect or not caring about the class, when it may in fact be the opposite. Let's speak for a second about the concept of Universal Design for Learning, or UDL for short. This is a framework that seeks to optimize teaching and learning in a way that minimizes barriers for all students. 
as part of the UDL framework, providing multiple means of engagement that will create learning environments where all learners feel engaged and motivated is essential. Not easy, but essential. Minimizing threats and distractions is part of this strategy. This includes varying the level of sensory stimulation through background noise and or visual stimulation, as well as varying the social demands required for learning, including any demands placed on learners for public display. Why I bring this up is that cameras off classrooms is in alignment with these UDL frameworks and an excellent way to increase inclusion overall. Here are my final thoughts. We're still living through a pandemic, an upside down, strange and scary world where we're all weathering the same storm, but in very different boats. Demonstrating empathy and understanding for individual situations is really the greatest reason to offer a cameras optional meeting. My teaching philosophy has shifted a lot during this pandemic in an important and powerful way that I believe will stay true for a long, long time for me. I see my role as creating content for and speaking to those who are ready and willing to learn. And I'm playing a supportive role to everyone else who has the best intentions, but is in a place that makes it difficult to engage fully. Now, when I've spoken to friends and colleagues about teaching online, the most common answer I receive is, I find it frustrating teaching to a group of students I can't see. But what I'm proposing is that instead of seeing cameras off as an obstacle, I'm choosing to see it as an opportunity. An opportunity for me to know that students feel psychologically safe in our shared classroom. An opportunity to shift focusing my emotional energy away from worrying about what students are doing behind that screen because I have no control over it, whether I can see them or not, and into more productive activities that I can control. It's an opportunity for me to reach a little further into my teaching toolkit and find engagement techniques that don't require cameras on. And it's an opportunity to see this not as a compromise, but as an entirely new style of teaching for me to grow into and develop that promotes inclusion and engagement. I will leave you with a final quote from educator, author, and keynote speaker Maha Bali from an article that she wrote in Times Higher Education. She said this, Remember that you need to connect with participants' voices and thoughts, not their faces. Simply, cameras don't equal connection. <laughs>